0: Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host Ed McKnight, economist, and I'm Michael Hill, July. And today on the show, we are once again joined by Michael Hill, who is talking in this episode about generational wealth and building a legacy for your family. Now, I know, Sir Michael, that it's very important to you that you're bringing your family along this journey with you and building up this family legacy. I wonder if you might take a moment to talk to us about why that's so important to you and how you're doing it. It's quite interesting, but a lot of well healed families in particular,
1: in fact, all families really, have a little communication between the owners and the children and anyone that's part of that family. And of course, then when that person passes away or that couple passes away, then there's can be a lot of friction and a lot of disruption, which I personally feel is unnecessary. So what we do, and we've done this now for, goodness me, I just had to think that it'd be seven. 18 years is that we have four meetings a year and we have Christine myself and our children and their partners and eventually when their children become 21 they will also become part of that and we make sure that the portfolio of what we have and what they have as well and all personal thoughts are all pulled into one so that everyone is completely aware of the big picture and where everything is heading so it's quite informative but we take it so seriously, we actually do have our lawyer present and we have our accountant present and we have a couple of, of advisors as well, very interesting people that are very level-headed and we have them on board as well. So that it, this meeting usually goes, well, say from nine o'clock to one o'clock and we don't even do it by podcast, we do it right here in the home so that everybody has to come here. And it, it's been the biggest breakdown of any doubts because everybody, you know, particularly your children are quite different even though they come out the same way They've got totally different values, totally different everything. And you could see that unless everybody's in sync, you know, that it could end up to be quite, you're tearing things apart, in fact, and could be quite dreadful. So I think it's one of the best things that we ever did. It really did. It's it's fantastic, actually.
0: Amazing. Yeah. And it'd be really interesting for listeners as well to know mm. what sort of things are are you investing in? And how are you allocating your assets for whatever you're trying to achieve? I assume that it's the preservation and growth of your wealth is yes. what you're trying to achieve for yes. your children. Well, of course, our main investment is
1: still in Michael Hill, which, uh, we are reinventing, actually, which is a very exciting, I, I think that's going to be, turn out to be the biggest change, the biggest radical, because you see a, a business that I'm getting off the track, but a business that's been and going for 30 years is usually on decline. And I'm determined we're, we're going to turn this around and make this a new business that's just going to blow it right out of the water. Very excited about it. So our main investment is there but we do have other investments. I mean we've got this beautiful property here which was a, an, an amazing buy. We've got 500 acres here. It was probably the primest piece of land and the whole Wakatipu Basin. is very lucky there. And we have a share portfolio and other investments here just to hedge our difference of, so that it becomes a complete
0: diverse structure. So it works very well. One of the really interesting Things Ollie and I, uh, our general manager at Opus, Mm. we're interested in asking and finding out about us what sort of advisors do you use? So we talked about you've got your lawyer, you've got your accountant who you're relying on, and you mentioned a couple of other financial mm, advisors. Mm. What sort of people have you got around the table to help you make informed decisions? Yes, well we've got,
1: it just gives us a completely stable view of everything from share markets right through to property investment. So it's a completely very rounded and sensible view of the situation.
0: And in terms of specifically about property, given Mm. that it's kind of the theme of this specific show, what what sort of properties are you... Literally putting your money into. Well, it's interesting. We started, of course, when I was in Wanganui.
1: I started. We bought ourselves a little house on Beach Road at Onorahi, and then I acquired some flats next door to that. And we did those up and sold those, made some money, and then bought a, a lovely a property. No one thought you could put a drive up on on the Wanganui Heads Road, and we put a huge house. Over invested in that. It's one thing you can do. You can over invest in the wrong area. Getting the location right it was a beautiful, absolutely heavenly sight but it was in the wrong location and it never really showed the growth. So that was a first lesson I learned really was that, yeah, position is very important to get the right position that's going to increase. If you get a very average position and overcapitalize on it, it's not good. So even when we, you know, the house burnt down, we rebuilt it and sold, but we never actually made a great deal out of that property. Whereas if that had been in Takapuna or somewhere else in Auckland or in a different location, out and maybe out in the Bay of Islands or on the coast of New Zealand, it would have probably, probably three or four times the price that we got. So position is primary. But the other thing I've found with investments as well is when you do invest and it's the, the urge to invest is when everything's going well and everybody can see that there's success and things are selling well and that's when most people get in. But that's actually the time you should actually not buy at all. You should stay well away for that. And when things look awfully depressing and everything's really bad, that's the time you should pull the money out of your pocket and start investing because that's when the opportunities are. So I think choosing your time for an investment is vitally important. And we were very lucky, of course, when we bought this piece of land that's got the Hills Golf Course and um, several homes on it is that yeah, we got that right at the bottom of the mark and it was just a run down deer farm and yeah, goodness me, it was it was unbelievably goodbye. And well I hate to know what it's worth now, but it's it's a beautiful piece of land, but it's our backyard and we've got this beautiful golf course. And it's just sublime. It's just beautiful. So lucky.
0: It is amazingly stunning. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. When you reflect, you must look at this amazing place where we are now and then think back to those flats that you just talked about yeah. that you flipped back in the day. Mm. Can you talk to us about those kind of humble beginning in that specific flat? What was the kind of details of that? And I assume you and Christine did it up yourselves. Oh,
1: well, it was actually, it was an awful lot of fun. There's something about getting in there yourself. And of course, I don't do that so much now, but it was such a lovely idea. We got these flats they were dreadfully run down, and they were actually jerry-built. They weren't really well built, which I didn't realise when we bought them. And so we spent a lot of time fixing up things, and I was completely unskilled as a carpenter, but gradually learned how to do these things, and I had to. And it had a hideous septic tank system where the (laughs) the water at the back that was pumped up the hill for the sewage, so that it drained down the hill, and the pump kept breaking, and one day it broke, and it covered me in all this shit. That was an awful, awful smell. <laughs> Absolutely hideous. But it, it was all, when you look back though, it was so much fun doing that. And of course, we didn't have much money. We'd go out and catch our own fish and just out, row out to the front of the thing there. And and we, we had a wonderful life. It was really, really, really good. So what I learned from that was really that to get stuck and do it and enjoy what you're doing. And then they look quite attractive. And we, we were able to move those on at quite a handsome profit. And that gave me sufficient money to, to build the, the big house at Waikareka, the one that burnt down. So that it got me started. And of course, the first house we had as well, I even put a room on the back and uh, you know I built that on. And yeah, I wasn't supposed to be able to do things like that, but I did. And we, we had some thoroughly enjoyable times. Yes. Achieving things is so much fun. And what sort of property are you investing in now? We've got a couple of homes. This, this is quite a mouthful, this, big property but thank goodness it's a very good mouthful so uh, and it's something that we plan to to keep in a beautiful state because uh, one of the disadvantages of what's happening globally but and even in Queenstown is that everything's getting too built out and even if we do get a consent for putting homes and buildings on this property they're going to be extremely discreet and very well hidden so that we keep the flavour of what the hills is known for is the beautiful golf course because most golf courses of course are lined with houses and as beautiful as they could be architecturally as a golf course when you shove rows and rows of houses along each fairway it completely loses an awful lot of feel really whereas when you go on our course and you don't see another home and it's got a thrill factor that just wows most people completely freaks them right out
0: actually. It would and I was reading online as well that probably about 10-11 years ago when you were looking at getting consents for homes on this mm. property, they were right built into the landscape with grass on top of them and things like that. Really innovative stuff. They were
1: amazing design. And that was done by Andrew Patterson, who did our clubhouse. He's a genius, as Andrew. He's, he's one of our most gifted New Zealand architects. And we had a couple of architects fire for that, but he, he wins hands down. And the clubhouse, even though it's now been there for well, must be 12 years, it still looks like a, a brand new, crazy modern piece of architecture that has an enormous well factor that really people quite move when they have a look at that building and they go inside and it it's the spaces are so good. He's very clever, very clever man.
0: Just lastly for this episode, one of the big things when we survey property investors and we say, what do you really want out of property? A lot of them say they want to give back to society. They want to get more involved with philanthropy as they build their wealth and have achieved some things. And I know that's really important for you as well. Why is that? And what are the sort of philanthropic ventures that you've been looking into? You realise maybe with age that the more you give, the more you get back. Every time you give something,
1: you get back tenfold as uh, it's well worth just for the feeling of that you get from it is truly amazing. So we support quite a few causes, uh, particularly because I'm passionate about music, and we have the Michael Hill International Violin Competition, which has been going for a little bit. Well, coming up next year will be its twentieth year, which is very interesting, and that's grown to a uh, internationally as a very well recognised competition. But this year will be very interesting for that because we can't get anybody here, so we're going to have to make that more of a New Zealand competition. Which will be quite interesting and quite a change, and quite a challenge. But we, we will certainly be carrying on something, and we're having a meeting about that tomorrow. But my money's uh, on Amalia Hall, just for the record. <laughs> oh, she's she's lovely. She's going to play here this coming Sunday in place of the poor girl Anna M who won the competition who can't get
0: here from Korea. So, but she's a she's a darling, as Amalia. She's an amazing girl. Fantastic. Well, let's wrap it up there. But please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. It really does help us get the message out to more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight, economist. And I'm Michael Hill, jeweler. And we'll be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.